Plot details for Dead Space 3 leak. We get a walkthrough of Aliens, Colonial Marines, and I Am Still Alive is still alive, but not in the same way you thought it might be. That plus more on today's MASHcast. I am Jarrett, and I'm here with community manager and certified dolphin rider Rob Hill Williams. I'm in that new movie that's coming out with Morgan Freeman in it. It's too bad I'm not actually Morgan Freeman, though. That makes me sad sometimes. There's a new movie with Morgan Freeman coming out? Um, I forget what it's called. Dolphin Tale, maybe? Probably. Mm-hmm. Like where dolphin gets, I don't know, like saved in the ocean, but it's missing like it's its tail so it can't really survive but morgan freeman's like some scientist who creates a tail for it so it can swim which and it's funny because they give you the plot pretty much in the, in the commercial <laughs> <laughs> including it like diving out of the water and it's like well i guess we know how that goes so <laughs> well, don't that, need to see it <laughs> that's heartwarming and uh great? it's like flipper and you know free willy without any actual story or michael jackson in it <laughs> Uh, also here today, we, instead of Nick, we have uh, staff writer and uh, Care Bear cousin, Mikey Kenny. Gotta love them Care Bears. Yes. Care Bear. <laughs> I feel like I should have like the heart on my stomach now or something. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> this is MASHcast number... Uh, got something else to say, Care Bear cousin? Yeah, I think my heart just broke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, this is MASHcast number 24. Uh, We're going to get right into it since we kind of wasted our time in the beginning. (laughs) But um, uh, let's let's see what everybody's been playing. Mikey, what you've been playing? I've been playing League of Legends lately since Dominion hit and Shadow of the Colossus Eco HD, which looks so freaking good. Holy crap. Okay. Well, what about you, Rob? Every sports game that EA Sports put out this year. <laughs> That's what I've been Everyone? Playing. Actually, wow. yes. Uh, pretty That's, much. Um, I, except for Tiger Woods. That's like the only one I haven't played. But lately, FIFA 12, Madden 12, and NHL 12. So, yeah. yeah, Rob's yeah, the FIFA. sports guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the sports guy by default. Nobody else plays them, so I get the I get all the fun. Um, Madden 12 and NHL 12, both reviews are out on the site already. FIFA 12, by the time this Smashcast comes out, it'll probably be up on the site. So okay. look out for that. 
Yeah, see, I I could play the sports games, but I, I you know I'm not a sports games guy. But I, you hit the stick, and he hits the person. <laughs> you know, like, it'll be it'll be really that, the game. really yeah, bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. But um, you know, as for me, uh, I've been playing Renegade Ops, which the game is awesome. And I have to give you guys a warning: if you actually do play Renegade Ops, make sure that you're wearing extra large underpants for the extra pair of balls that you're going to grow playing that game. <laughs> okay. Like the the game is just fueled with testosterone. It is it is pretty awesome. But it's not like cheap stuff like you know you just drive around shooting It's not like Modern Warfare. Up. Yeah, not like Modern Warfare. Like Modern Warfare I, I could have tied a rubber band around my mouse and just hold held down the you know the fire button. <laughs> but, but, but not this game. Like you actually have to shoot with a purpose. But it, it's really 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 awesome. Um still playing Skydrift of course. I don't know. I I don't think it's going to turn into a StarCraft type game for me. I think once I beat Skydrift that's going to be it as opposed to me playing it all the time and then not mentioning it anymore. But uh, I'll keep you guys up to date. Started playing a new game. Got a review copy of this game called Nuclear Dawn which um, I had not heard of until it came out on Steam, which, you know, that's when we got the key. <laughs> and uh, I checked out some of the videos, I'm like, okay, this looks cool. And I played the game fucking awesome. It is an awesome game. I'm going to have a review up on the site, hopefully um, uh, Monday night or Tuesday. We'll see, though. But the game is great. His actual words to us were that it's the best review copy of a game he's ever gotten. Yeah, and we quote like that's what he said. So yeah, that, like that's kind of how I felt like when I opened it up and I actually started playing it. It was, it was freaking awesome. It's all it's all multiplayer though, no single player. It's all multiplayer. Not even bots. You can't even put bots into the servers. Really? Yeah, no bots. They're actually putting in a patch. They're adding a patch to the um to the game that's going to allow bots and a few other extra game modes. But I guess I might as well just break it down a little bit since we're talking about it. <laughs> but um. <laughs> You know, you have, um, you know, it's your team-based game, you have four classes. You have one uh, heavy class that has heavy weapons, heavy armor, move slow. You have a light class that's, you know, can move really fast, can go stealth. Um, and you have two, you have the assault class, which is extremely balanced. And you have the engineering class, which is, you know, they, you know, fix stuff and carry around shotguns. Um you all have to work together because the commander at your base, like, of course, he can come out of the base and, you know, go around and shoot stuff with you guys, but he sits inside the base and his view is of of an RTS view where he has to, like, strategically place different structures for you guys to get supplies, for you guys to get certain weapons. Um, He also has to place power structures to power those other structures as you go around. So basically, both teams start from their base, and they build out their infrastructure. And a lot of the time, as the the fighting guys out there, it's like playing StarCraft, but with real people. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have to, like, go out there and destroy, you know, certain... You know, you destroy certain things, or, or you know, whatever the commander says, like, hey, they have a power node here, you destroy that power node, it's going to block off power for this entire section. So you go ahead and you do that, or you just have to protect your stuff as it's building. Really cool game. Not to mention, like, you know, each class, um, they're not necessarily defined by their guns, like, they, they're, they, uh, what was I going to say, they have different kits for different guns, and different classes have access to different kits. Like, some classes have access to the same kits. Like, if you're a stealth person, 
you have access to Sniper as well as the Assault class having access to Sniper. You know, stuff like that. So, like I say, it's pretty deep, and I'm pretty sure the review is going to be kind of long. Not as long as my Red Orchestra review and preview, <laughs> but it's a, it's a really, really cool game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting to talk about it for that long, so let's just move into the topic, shall we? Sound good? Let's do it. All right. Yes. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a finish him was coming up, but all right. <laughs> That's the end. Yeah. All right. So our first matter of business, um, once again, we're starting you with some good news. Well, for those who like Dead Space anyway, uh, first of all, Dead Space 3 has been confirmed because there was a leak about the plot. So we know Dead Space 3 is coming. But, you know, who didn't expect Dead Space 3 to come? I mean, Dead Space 1 didn't do that great. It was kind of like um, I wasn't out at at the time. I didn't even think EA was going to make a Dead Space two because EA was like at the time they had that mindset of if it's not a blockbuster, we're not doing it. But it had marginal success the first Dead Space. It was an amazing game for those who haven't played it. Um, but they believed in enough to make Dead Space two, which was phenomenal, rocked, and so did the sales on Dead Space two. Um, so of course they have a Dead Space three. So, uh, in Dead Space 3, supposedly, you know, this is uh, rumors at this point, nothing confirmed, um, but supposedly it comes from a a good source. It looks like, uh, you know, Isaac is going to be on a, a frigid planet uh, called, what is that, Tau Volantis? Is that how, yeah, how you pronounce that? What do you guys think? Weigh in on this one. Tavel, I'll go Tavelantis. Yeah, T- that's pretty like, straightforward. Like <laughs> yeah. T A U V O L A N T I S. So, yep. And also on his suit, uh, because everybody knows Dead Space has is a very, very minimal HUD. Everything is like in game. Like you know, your health is displayed on your back. Mm-hmm. Your ammo is on a little screen on your gun. Stuff like that. So the actual temperature um, is. Uh, suspected to uh be on his back <laughs> so you can that's see so, that's so easy for isaac to actually read so of course that makes sense yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and he's looking to uh locate lost friends and other signs of humanity now last time i checked and this might be a little bit of a spoiler alert if you haven't played dead space 2 um <laughs> but like the, the only friend that i can see that he has was that one chick he made it to the end with of dead space ellie 2. Yeah, Ellie. Yeah, I forgot her name that quickly. Yeah, the it in the actual like, I guess the source from the the, the article that we pulled, yeah. um, it they actually did say uh, Ellie was the one, but it's weird because like in the uh, Silicon Era is the one that I guess originally posted it, and they got theirs that like they got the. Uh, the the tip about the Dead Space three storyline from the person who gave them a leak about Syndicate the Syndicate reboot, which. Yeah happened so pretty you know take from what we will but kind of reliable source yeah. um but in their article they list ellie as and being in dead space one which was weird so yeah. like they, they i think it was maybe just like a, a reporting error on silicon era's part yeah but uh yeah ellie is was the named person um who they, i don't think they mentioned anybody else by name honestly Okay. Yeah, they didn't. It was just like he he goes to the planet and he runs into someone who's like pretty much barely surviving, and the guy tells him that a bunch of other survivors went to try uh, to find like a different place, 
Uh, and then one of them was Ellie, so he goes and does his Isaac thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, the engineer that has balls of steel, pretty much. <laughs> um, ha- have you played Dead Space 2, uh, Mikey? No. Uh, Dead Space, like, okay, I'm going to be the first to admit, horror games, if I pick them up, it takes me forever to beat them because I'm like one of those people that will be like, I don't want to go down that dark hall because something's going to pop out and it's going to rape my face and I just don't want to deal with that right now. So I'll <laughs> leave, forget about it, come back to the game, and then I'll just be like, oh, dark hall, cool, la 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 oh, crap! So like when I so if I play a horror game, I have to make sure I have time for it. And unfortunately, Dead Space has never been like coming out at a good time when nothing else was coming out that I wanted to play. Right. So I, I it's one of those games I'm gonna have to probably like wait for like a trilogy pack or something to buy all mall or something. I would. So I'm, de- I'm missing out basically. You are. I mean, I'm, Dead Space is definitely the greatest cinematic gameplay I I think I've, I can ever I've ever I, seen. I started to play Dead Space One, but I never got to. But I didn't finish it. I've got like a like midway through it, but then I never picked up Dead Space Two because I didn't want to be like, well, I never finished Dead Space One, so I don't want to ruin Dead Space. You know, Dead Space. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Like, see, things like based off of the story of Dead Space Two, you can actually play Dead Space Two without playing Dead Space One. Because they kind of go over what happened in Dead Space One. Actually, you visit the ship from Dead Space One and Dead Space Two. Right, I've seen uh, like all the like trailers and all the short things on Dead Space Two, really, and I've actually had people like ruin Dead Space Two's ending and all that crap for me. <laughs> so, it, which which adds to my thing of well, well, crap, you just ruined this really awesome cinematic game by telling me like that. I mean, I want to see it obviously, so I'm eventually gonna have to play it. Well, I guess but, that's a good thing about Dead Space is that like the 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 cinematics aren't anything special, but the, the cinematic gameplay is what's awesome. Like, well, yeah, because I love the fact that there's like no HUD, like the fact that like everything that you need to see is like built into the character or whatever. Yeah. Now on the, uh, they said that the, the you know it's a frigid planet, but it's supposed to have whiteout blizzard conditions. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that would be like re- really scary to me, like. I mean, I would want something more like it's a frigid planet. Everything's kind of frozen over and you know, dark and cool. creepy. Yeah, go ahead. You know, uh, I'm sorry. You know about Stephen King, uh, the thing, or, or what? Or not Stephen King. Well, what is it, Stephen King? I'm gonna felt like such an idiot. But the thing, you know, how it was on that, like in at Antarctica or Alaska right. or whatever. Like if they did like, but on a planet size, of course, and you know, it was something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that's the, what I'm thinking. Like being out in a blizzard and. You know, I mean, you can still have stuff jump out at you and stuff, but like, you yeah. know, most of the time, most of the time, it's light out, so you can see the snow. Yeah, that's that's not too creepy, but we'll see. I'm pretty sure they'll do something that really makes you jump out of your pants because they did it several times for me. You know, I definitely audibly screamed a few times playing Dead Space, so <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. So don't look at me in, with judgment. <laughs> Judged too late. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, we're gonna move on from that and hopefully you know since the uh, you know some of the plot leaked maybe they'll rush out some additional information don't rush the game just additional information that's all i'm asking for i'd appreciate it (laughs) um so yeah but our next topic is actually a video which literally came out a few hours before we recorded this mash cast and you'll probably have seen it by the time um you know by the time you actually listen to this matchcast, but it's the Aliens Colonial Marines uh, E3 walkthrough. Um, you know, we, we've known about Colonial Marines for some time now. 
but now you actually get to see the game in action. So let's start with Mikey. What did you think, Mike? Of the video? Well, my only thing is, like, I've, I love Aliens, and it just, I'm always wary of Alien games because of the past, especially, like, since the recent one was kind of, like, meh to me. And but I do I do like Gearbox the people that are um, developing it. I'm just but I'm not gonna lie. While the trailer was while the demo was cool, it just it didn't sell it to me. I don't know. Uh, it just didn't like jump out at me like I thought it was going to. Okay. Well, I know. Like, uh, well, what did you think, Rob? I'll go last. <laughs> I I almost feel like we should go through like piece by piece and break it down, but pretty much like I guess my problem with it is my problem with trying to make an alien game a first person shooter in the first place. Like old aliens, like Jaguar was one thing, you know, PC, you know, when the original came out, that was one thing because you, you played as, you know, the predator, you played as the aliens, you played as the Marines. It was really just more or less like an arena game. Um, that's one thing. It's another thing when you have a game that's pretty, which is basically all you as a Marine versus the aliens, you know, like in my mind, like two minutes into that demo, they should have all been dead. <laughs> like, that's my problem with any game. Like, Alien Works is a horror game to me, which I would like to see somebody do, mm-hmm. not as a, you know, Epi- the yeah. the military gung-ho, you're the superhero shooter. It, it just doesn't work. Like, Aliens were specifically kind of designed almost, like, to be counter to that sort of thing anyway. Like, there's nowhere you can go to hide. They can climb on ceilings, go in vents. They're smart, but, like, they're they're strong. And on top of all of that, they, they literally bleed acid. Like, at the beginning of the video, like, the first, I think within, like, the first four minutes, mm-hmm. like, when you first encounter the aliens, mm-hmm. and they start popping out of everywhere, uh, he's using a shotgun. Like, Randy Pitchford is narrating the video, but, like, the video was actually played through before. I think they just right. really voiceovered it and tried to make it nice, which he's a, he does a good job with, you know, whatever. But he's using a shotgun, and I'm like, that right there, already yeah. a problem. The like, acid blood would kill you. He, 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 just the spray from the blood, unless like they're super far away, which defeats the purpose of having a shotgun. But like right. he shoots one that's like almost right on top of him, and I'm like, you would be burning to death. He shot so, the one that was on top of him. Right. <laughs> yeah, that too. Like I mean, like he shot that in the mm-hmm. head. I was like, you'd be gone. Like, there's no way that, like, you're just, you know, that, that you superhero through all of that stuff. And on top of that, you know, just the fact that, like, an alien swipes at you, you're pretty much done. Like, unless there's some reason, like, you're some sort of hybrid alien thing that, like, can survive getting, you know, a swipe at, you know, a swipe at you by an alien. Like, an alien swipes at you is going to take your arm off. It's not going to, like, scratch you. Like, and even then, like, it's, they're just, they're, they're just naturally, like, the most dangerous things in space, except for maybe predators. <laughs> like, human beings literally just don't stand a chance, like, in, in a lot of ways. Like, Ripley barely survived, you know, like, and 
you know, no matter how ridiculous it all got eventually, like, she only barely survived. And, like, every movie started with her around the, with a cast full of people, and she's the only one that makes it by the end of the movie. That should tell you something about the aliens right there. Right. It, it, there's just too much that doesn't work about it. On top of that, like, they're way, way faster. Like, in, in, in my mind, like, if, if aliens move that slow in the movies... Like, as they did in that demo, like, there would have never been a problem. <laughs> yeah, like, if you see an alien, you should be dead already. Like, by the time you see them, it, you should, are, like, they've already clawed your face off. Yeah, more or less. Like, there's just too many issues with making it that type of game. And that's, that's, my, that's my main problem, but there are other things that I saw during the video that I was like, some things I like. I like their attention to detail. I like mm-hmm. how put into, you know, recreating you know, the world and the the atmosphere, and it does look very authentic aliens. But my problem is the, the authenticity ends the second that you start shooting. You know, like, it's just, at that point, like, it's not, you're not really playing an aliens game anymore. Like, it's not really true to the spirit of the movies at that point. There's just, because there's no, unless, unless you do die, like, unless, you know, the character dies and you pick up as somebody else or somebody else comes to the planet... Or, you know, like, if, unless, like, there's a, a more of a story that way, then okay. But, like, I don't see that. I see you being one Marine that happens to make it through all the way to, up to an alien queen and killing her. And you're, like, you're some sort of hero. Like, the only thing that maybe should happen is after the first act, if you survive that long, then you get evac'd off the planet and you nuke the fucking thing. Only <laughs> <laughs> well, acceptable solution to me. Well, they tried. They tried nuking it, and they're still there. I know, I know. But like, really, like at that point, then you just fucking like, like we nuked the planet. There's aliens still here. Get the fuck off the shit. <laughs> it's like it's like a horror movie. It's like when like you know somebody has a mansion. They go in. Uh, you know, it's a, oh, it's such a nice house. It's like the Eddie Murphy skit. We go to the house. Oh, it's such a nice house. It's got a chandelier and the kids in the front porch. And get out. Let's get the fuck out. Like. <laughs> That's literally like an entire planet telling you to get out. <laughs> and yeah. just like people who stay in the house in those movies, they're going to stay on that planet and try and beat the aliens. Yeah. Sorry. That's, That's Ripley's job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's not like they, they were, it's not like they went there to beat up on the aliens. I like, as, as soon as they found out what was going on, they're like, yeah, we got to wait for you. Like, you know, what if something happened now they have to wait for evac? Um, you know, I'll start with what I, I definitely I liked. I did like the detail. I liked it graphically. Like, there's a lot of little detail where if you watch the movies, you know, if you're a fan of the movies, you'll notice like the uh, the, the table with the map on it, or you know where he, uh, you know where Hudson, you know, was going over the map and stuff like that. Um, that was there. Right. So, so you know, and I saw that. I noticed it before he even said anything about it. I'm like, okay, that's freaking cool. You know, they had the reactor in the background and all that good stuff. Um, plus, even the way the pulse rifle shoots, like you know, and then uh, AVP two, you just you know just hold down the foot trigger and kill everything. You know what I'm saying? As it comes out, but in this one, you actually have to. You know, it has recoil. <laughs> he even mentions that. Yeah. 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 Short so, controlled bursts. Short controlled bursts. So. You know that that thought that was cool. I thought the the I, I didn't think the aliens moved that slow. Like the aliens moved just as fast as they do in any other aliens game. They moved just they moved fast when they were like doing things where they weren't actually attacking you. When they were like co- going in the like jumping in the vents and like crawling across the ceiling, but like not actively attacking you. Like they were more in the background. Like they moved fast. 
But the second it came to like them like kind of moving back and forth and jumping at people and attacking you, like they they just seemed really slow to me, like compared to what an alien should be. Like I, to me, like it shouldn't be you killing like you and maybe three guys, you know, and maybe two of you surviving. They kill a room full of twenty aliens. It should be like you and five people take on two aliens, and you're the only one that walks out of the room. At well, most. you saw like, like to I'm me, s- that's the kind of I don't know. And that, 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 that. that first room where the aliens, like you know, where they kind of ambush them, like they, they, like the Marines are holding off for like I don't know a minute, and then like you have to run away because everybody's getting their ass whooped. At that point, you know, you you run by this guy, he's getting his throat ripped out. You run by another yeah. guy, he's getting pulled away. And the only reason there were two people that made it out of that area was because one of the guys was in co-op. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And even with the, um, you know, the, the ending scene where eventually the queen busts in, everybody was still getting their asses kicked. Like, you know, like once the aliens, they, they broke down the couple of the corners of that door and, you know, they slid their way in, which I like the way they did that. Like, they didn't just come in and then start attacking. Like, they kind of came and got on the walls and, you know, moved around and, you know, stuff like that and, and took out, uh, you know, the uh, the loader. Uh, you know, which I'm pretty sure that was scripted, but... <clears throat> right, it was, it was definitely. Yeah, but, you know, but, like, uh, yeah, in ter- I mean, in terms of attacking, like, when they actually get up to you and swipe at you, I was like, eh, you really should be dead. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, and I, I mean, it's a demo because, you know, there are certain things that may or may not be changed by the time, you know, the game actually comes out. Like, yeah. it could be that, like, you get, like, if you do get swiped at, then, like, if you get another hit or something, you'll be dead. In which case, I could kind of accept it, you know, like, yeah. as long as they're, like, heavy consequences because you really, there's really, yeah. like, so much against you in any situation, like, even one-on-one against an alien. Like, I mean, in the first area, like, yeah, you eventually do have to run away because you're getting your ass beat, but, like, the first part before you get jumped on by an alien and you have, like, your little hand-to-hand little, you know, sequence, like, you kill at least, like, seven or eight aliens between you and, like, well, the other guy, one guy, like, this the one guy, because of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, but, uh, he gets pulled away, he gets pulled away. That's yeah, what you're supposed to do. Vent. <laughs> Well, that's later, but like the first guy when you when you when he's like, oh, the motion tracker's acting crazy, yeah, and like you look at it, and then like the aliens just come out, like the one just like the one just, oh, like I guess yeah, I guess he does get pulled up into the yeah, you get pulled up into the event, yeah. Uh, but like the it, that was still like even that was too much. I'm like that's that's a situation where like you're totally outnumbered. Like if you're outnumbered by aliens, like you're not, you're really yeah, not going balanced. to make it, especially like in an open area, like they were in, like where they can like jump around and get you. Like there's yeah. just too much. That's like, I, I was like, eh. Yeah. And then, and uh, the charger alien. Yeah. Like it looks like a queen, but it's not a queen at all. And I'm like, here we go with them trying to make like different types of aliens just to like change up. gameplay. Up. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, like the charger, I'm like, okay, if that's like supposed to be like kind of just the new alien, oh, it's crusher. like occasionally crusher, right? Yeah, um, crusher. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like... Yeah, left for dead. All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like it, it's got like a you know a heavy armored skull. You know, like anybody watched the video, like you'd see it, but like it's got a heavy armored skull, and you can't you can't really shoot at it. So all you can really do is run away. Um, I'm sure, like, if maybe you get a loader or something later, you could fight it, but whatever. Yeah, you'll probably have to fight it and make it charge at you, jump right. out of the way. You know, we've seen that's that something. fight a million times. Right. <laughs> you know? And that's what worries me is that, like, we're going to get into, like, tropes that we've already seen that, like, aliens really aren't. Like, 
there's not you know a fire alien and an ice alien yeah. like like it's not like let's not start that bullshit like i feel like they probably won't get too bad about it but like even seeing the chart like even seeing the 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 crusher i was like because eh? at first i was like oh shit the queen already like that's yeah. stupid but then like they were like oh we got these new types i'm like oh guys guys like one thing i was like okay like you know when they have them in like the tight like corridor downstairs when you're trying to hold them off and like you have the sentry gun and you start and it starts wiping out aliens while it's you and three you know you and three other three other marines and a sentry gun are like wiping out aliens in a tight corridor that's fine because that happens like they don't have anywhere to go like they're just going to charge at you and get killed yeah but any 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 room like anywhere where there is room for them to move around and like you're outnumbered like they're just you know one guy dies in an encounter or something each in pretty much each room but like it's not like the wholesale slaughter that it really should be to me i guess yeah. that's my problem with stuff and like the acid blood is another thing that's just it doesn't work it, it just doesn't work <laughs> well i know to be fair, isn't it wouldn't it be really hard to like even in a horror game like the acid blood is always seemed to be like the one thing that like an alien game has an issue with like it's never been like represented well you know like it's never i don't know well that's what i mean like he did mention like so random like you 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 know you can't like that's why i think that like it's more that aliens lends itself to more of a horror game like where you try and like trap an alien and kill it somewhere or you make sure that it's at a distance from you before you wipe it out because like you know there should be some point where like oh if you try and like i mean there's like you know, you never see him melee kill an alien or something, which is good. But, like, there's definitely, like, knives and stuff sitting on the table. Yeah, when, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> right. When, and I'm like, that's... No. Like, even if, like, somehow magically the entire time you shoot guns at aliens and never get, you know, acid blood splattered on you, like, it, you can't melee kill anything. Well, maybe you know, they're throwing knives. <laughs> maybe they are, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, I'm just like... it. It's intriguing, but I just don't. It's too much in the same vein of stuff that we've already seen for me to really like be excited. I'm like, yeah. I, I there's just too much that doesn't really work for me. I like, can't say that I'm excited. I just say that I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm. It's on my radar now, <laughs> you know. I'm just kind of meh. Right, yeah, it's, it's I'm like, radar. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I, certain things are cool, but like, you know, just because like you have. You know the the atmosphere and some of the weapons doesn't mean that like the game is really in the spirit of what you're basing it off of. Like yeah. that's I, that's my main problem, I guess. Well, you know what? Like the biggest. It's funny because the biggest problem I had with the demo was at the very end when the queen showed up. I'm like, why is the queen here? That was the chart. That was the crusher. No, that was a queen. At the very end was a queen. At the very very end, yeah. That was a queen. I. I'm bothered. She so w- from the way it crashed through that wall. No, well, the crusher that was standing. Well, no, the crusher no. has on all fours, and, yeah. the queen, and the queen was sitting on two you, legs. The, yeah, the thing the queen was like is like I can tell it was a queen because yeah, of how tall true. it was. You're, you know? That's true. You're right. You're right. That, it is. That, I like I'm looking at it again, and, and yeah, and that it was bigger than I. When my brain was like it crashed into the room, I was like, oh, that is a lot bigger than I first thought it was. <laughs> 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 like it's it's like the it's like twice. It's like three times the size of the well, almost. It's like two and a half times the size of the front, like the the power loader. So yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the thing. Like when that when they, when I saw the queen, I'm like, why is she here? 
why isn't she with the eggs? <laughs> I'm guessing it's, but like that's that I would just chalk up to the fact that like, oh, we're gonna make it like you know a huge moment at the end of yeah. this demo. People are excited. Like when you play the actual game, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure it doesn't crashes in the room, and then you get you need to get in the power loader and fight it. You know, what? like that's my guess. Like what would really happen? Well, I know they did the same thing for the Rage trailers. Like the one, the trailer that shows Dead City. And, like, at the very end of the trailer, like, you get, like, ambushed by a whole bunch of little guys, plus the, the big thing comes around. That doesn't ha- that actually doesn't happen in the game, because I saw that part of the game. In, uh, it's it's every three. game where that happens. Like, Bulletstorm, they did the same thing when the little crusher thing starts rolling at you and pretty much, like, crushes, you know, jumps and is going to crush the train, but in the game, that never happens, you know? Yeah. All right, yeah. Kind of do that. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My only other issue too um, was they established immediately because they, it's been established in the movies that like aliens have like the power to like just regular aliens have the power to like bend through and open like you know reinforced steel doors mm-hmm. and you run from the crusher and you get into like that that closed like the enclosed area with the other marines like it hits that door like once and then leaves. I'm like, that thing would have, like, hit it once, hit it again, hit it again. Like, you would have never had time to, like, if that's the only, I think that's the only other way it could work. Is if, like, your life is constantly in danger in that game. Like, there is never any downtime. Like, you, when you went into that room, like, there shouldn't have been, like, okay, let's get everything together and, you know, re, you know, like, make a stand and all that kind of stuff. Like, it should have been, like, you get into that door and all it is is, like, a three-second break before, like, more aliens are coming in and you got to pick up a weapon and you got to keep shooting. Like, that, that to me, could work. You know, that, if, if it's just, like, a constant, you know, like, it never lets up on you. That game will be an hour and a half, Rob. I know. <laughs> yeah. You, you would feel like you just played 12 hours worth of game in that hour and a half, though. Be, I, I don't ever want to. I don't ever want to see an alien again. <laughs> you, you'll be a blubbering idiot, like in a corner. <laughs> you'll wake up in the middle of the night like you were in Vietnam. Just <laughs> wake up. Ah, 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 oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It's a pack of. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'll, I'll stop my rant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so Mikey's meh, Rob's unhappy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking now. You know, I mean, I, I want to see more and we'll see what happens, but they don't have my, my money yet. Not yet. It's on the radar. Like, I'll keep an eye on it, but right now, like, if it was like, right now, would you buy it? Like, no, nah, I would. But it, okay. we'll see what else comes out of it. Yeah, we'll see what Gearbox got. Maybe I'll go yeah. knock on their door and be like, hey, what's up? No, I'm kidding. And that's the major thing in favor to me. Like, if, you know, we're talking the Aliens versus Predator game that came out a while ago, like, like, look, your, your day, like, that, that developer's day kind of came and went, you know, when they had the game on the PC. You know, Gearbox, on the other hand, like, they do good work and, you know, Borderlands and everything else that they've done, and I'm, I'm willing to give them a shot, but I need to see more out right. of the game. Okay, so... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna end that one because that definitely went a little bit longer than we wanted it to. Um, <laughs> but uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good topic. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we're gonna move on to the next topic, which is should be quick. <laughs> yeah, it should be very yeah. quick because there's really no way to spin this. Um, the the PSV to 3G is uh, capping, and I I really need more information on this because I this is so unbelievable. But downloads are capped. 
to 20 megabytes. What can that, you download? Like, you can't even download a MASHcast <laughs> for 20 megabytes. Okay. The PG version is not going to sell. It's bad enough it's on AT&T. Now it's just like, no. Stop, stop I was stop, thinking stop. about getting the 3G version until that came out, and I'm like, well, there's no reason to now. There literally is no reason. I mean, like, I wonder, like, how it's capping downloads at 20 megs. Like, what's the time frame for that? But, like, it still doesn't matter because there's nothing that you can download that's substantial enough that, like, you're going to want to download at 20 megs a day or something. Even, <laughs> like, even PSP minis are, like, 100 megs. Yeah, like, I mean, some, like, a very rare few, but, like, they're mostly really shitty or maybe, like, 12, but, like, they're they're crap. You know, yeah. like they're the the bottom of the barrel. Like anything that's decent is at least probably like fifty. <laughs> and that thing is like, what happened? Like, can't, don't you have the option to get a three G plan with the, the Vita? Like, it's not like I would think. Like, okay, maybe they're maybe the free, kind of they were doing like a free three G thing. Um, and maybe the free three G is capped to twenty megs. But like, what if you actually got a data plan? That's what I wonder because I'm like, yeah. that that doesn't necessarily make sense, but. At the same time, I'm like, you know, if they're selling, like, you know, the $10 or whatever for 100 hours, like, I'm thinking, like, the 20 megs is, like, that is where they're capping downloads at, but 3G will allow you to play online without, you know, needing to have a wireless connection, and that's what you're really paying for the 3G connection for, but that's that's stupid, really, at that point. Like, I, it, it automatically made me, like, make my mind up that, like, okay, just the Wi-Fi version's fine. Yeah, typically, when you talk about you know, in terms of like connection, when you say download, they mean traffic. Period. Not just right. you know. Well, I know what you mean, it. but I, I'm, I'm my only guess is that like they're separating it somehow. Like that's um, the only thing that even kind of makes sense to that's, me. That's that's way too small. Like I would imagine it's per month. I'm like twenty megs per month. Like what do they want you to do? Like just I, I don't even know what you could do with twenty megs. Like nothing. I don't, like when I have a twenty meg file on my computer, I just leave it. You know what I'm saying? I don't even delete anything like that's long anymore. <laughs> like unless you know I really need space and I have to gather a whole bunch of the 20 meg files and then delete it. But uh, I really I, I don't know what they like what they were thinking. Like this is, <laughs> but the, the, once again, like they, I'm really glad they didn't say that at D3 because that would have that would have like, had the whole audience cracking up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when they really, well of course it just happened a few months ago so of course I remember about me like if you remember like when they made that announcement yeah. there were there were a couple reactions the, one was laughter and the other was booing yeah, yeah. and it was largely booing like yeah. it wasn't super bad but like when they said AT and T people were like boo so <laughs> like well yeah see like personally yeah I like I get why people are upset but I'm like I've had AT T for years and I've never had an issue but I understand I understand people who do so when they announced it I'm like well maybe it could work out for me <laughs> but <laughs> it's no, like maybe I'm... I can work it into my current plan somehow or maybe they'll have something that you could do with that but now I'm like it doesn't even matter it's not even on the radar now yeah they said AT&T I was like uh, Wi-Fi version it's mine <laughs> yeah I, I mean I used to have AT&T I'm on Verizon now and I had them, and my problem with them was all the disconnected calls I had. That was my big problem. So when they said AT&T, I was like, ugh, great. Plus, not to mention just the the overall problems I know iPhone users have, and not just with the, the voice connection, with their data connection, you know? So I guess we'll see how it goes. I, get, I, I know they're getting nothing but negative feedback on this. 
I can't imagine anybody's like, oh, 20 megs, okay. You know, like, I, I really can't see this getting any uh, type of good press at all. Um, but, well, I guess we'll just keep an eye on it and see what happens. Uh, yeah. But moving on to our next topic, um, I'm pretty sure, well, maybe not. <laughs> I'm going to talk about I Am Alive, which I don't even know if a lot of people know that that's a game. Oh, man. The better question is, does anyone care anymore? Yeah. That's my big thing. Does anyone still care about I Am Alive? It's an interesting concept, but literally when I saw like it on our list of topics for our for the MASHcast today, I was like, wait, that rings a bell for some reason. But I literally could not remember anything about the game because it had been that long. It, if you don't remember, like I Am Alive was announced back in 2008 at E3. Like, that was when it was announced. And, like, there's been maybe a little bit of word since then, but for the most part, it just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. And then when they, when they, when they talked about it, they didn't, sorry, they didn't talk about E3. When they showed their little, like, teaser trailer. Yeah, they just announced it. It wasn't they, even, like, a, we talking about this game a lot. <laughs> yeah, basically, for those not in the know with I Am Alive, I Am Alive takes place in a city, which I think is Chicago, actually. But it's like a, a natural disaster has occurred, like a big one, like some type of huge earthquake or something like that. Yeah, it was a huge earthquake, at least initially. I don't know what it is now, but that's yeah. what it was supposed to be at the time. Yeah, like a huge earthquake takes place in the city, and you're a guy looking for his family. Um, and basically you come across, I mean, I can't imagine that <laughs> civilization would decay that quickly. So this has to have taken place you know, at least a few weeks after the big disaster. Like It's so big that, of course, uh, civilization kind of breaks down uh, lawlessness across the land. Um, you know, actually, they had a, a leaked trailer come out. Uh, like a few weeks ago, actually, a leaked trailer, and it showed some stuff. It showed like some of the gameplay, like some Assassin's Creed style climbing up buildings and stuff like that. Um, they well, they didn't show a woman getting raped, but they showed like they, uh, you know, a woman screaming and like behind the silhouette, like guys are grabbing on her and, and stuff like that. Um, and the the game, like it would part of the rating was like heavily, like it's like heavy sexual content stuff like that. Um, so like, you know, stuff's bad and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be killing a lot of people, <laughs> uh, you know, regular people, but they, they actually, they also said that, um, what, like the, uh, you have like, I don't want to call it a kill cam, but like when you go in for like a big kill, like when you, like, I, I guess I'd call it a fatality. Like when you slit somebody's throat or you stab them in the head or you shoot them in the face, you know, stuff like that. It like zooms in the camera so you can see the extra, you know, the extra gory stuff. Good lord. I did not picture this game like that. Like, I don't know that much about I'm Alive, and I'm just listening to it. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed have- to be, like, a pretty, like, real depiction of how stuff, you know, like, the rules kind of disappear after, like, you know, a really, really, like, major well, like, yeah. natural disaster hits, like, for, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, normal mm-hmm. society don't apply because nobody's coming to help you. Nothing's, you know, you pretty, it's, it's you against everything else. So mm-hmm. some people just lose it, you know, like, you know, there's, there's still decent people and people who are just trying to like find their home or, you know, survive. But then you got people who are like, Oh, well, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to assault women and do all sorts of weird shit. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty Social much norms go out the door. Dealing, right. So, 
Yeah, kind of like how they handle that stuff. It's like Book of Eli ish, <laughs> you know that yeah. that type of apocalypse. Yeah. Um, they even said some like the sound design is supposed to be like really good. Well, you know, really good in the fact that it's supposed to be horrifying, and the fact that you can like you know hear the slashing of flesh, um, you oh, know, man. cries of pain, stuff like that. But I'm used to cries of pain because I play Red Orchestra too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um. Yeah, like, so, you know, stuff like that. But it's supposed to be a really, really gritty game. One thing that r- really caught me off guard with this was, was the fact that it, it got down... I'm, I don't want to say downgraded, because that makes it seem like XBLA games are downgrade. But it got, like, you know, it went from... It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be like, a AAA retail product. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to PSN and XBLA. Yeah, well, that's that, that worries me because I'm like, I wonder like what scope has changed then in the game. Like, not that it's a downgrade, but like that that means that like they probably have cut some stuff out and well, limited, uh, limited the vision of stuff. Yeah, I definitely. think what they probably did is they probably like they kept the meat of the game, but they probably cut out all like the other missions that would just be like excess or you know all the other things that they felt like weren't necessary. You know, it still worries me though because I'm like, you know, how much of that like is you know side story that kind of helps build the the world and the game. My my thought and the thing that kind of worries me is that they're putting it on PSN and putting out like kind of like the main game portion of it, and then gonna release other stuff as DLC. See, I was thinking the same thing. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, that would like that would suck. Like you get to a certain point and just like to be continued. Uh, I would throw my TV out of the window, and then I I go to like who makes this? <laughs> who well, this? what if Ubisoft? they do it like an episodic thing? But like they make it cheaper, obviously. Like you know, wasn't there like a the Sam and Max games episodic? Yes, but That's those are still com- different. Yeah, those are still complete games. Yeah, side stuff in them, you know, like for for is. is kind of limited as they are i mean like they're not long to play through but like they still even have side stuff collectibles like stuff like that and like they're really meant to be episodic but like each one is a contained game okay exactly like yeah i don't want some oh you know i get to the top of this tower and i see like somebody putting a knife to my wife's throat and then up to be continued or even worse pull like a shimu on me when you know <laughs> i get to the fucking end of the game fuckers getting on a boat I hate you. <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> you know what I say the last guy. Like, are you serious? And then uh, I'm gonna talk about it. Shinmu too. You beat the last guy of the game, and then you see you see the guy you're looking for the whole game on a helicopter, and then he flies away. I have problems with that. So yeah, don't do that, Ubisoft. <laughs> I have voiced well, my opinion. Watch the ending be like your family gets killed, and then the next game is gonna be after the murderer. It's gonna be. Then you could. They could just call it Mad Max at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Good point. Yeah, but um, yeah. So it's supposed to come out. Uh, I I've actually. Do we have a release date? I don't think we have an official release date. date. Further details have yet to be released, so I don't know. Yeah, like uh, I heard it was uh, expected like later this holiday season, but I. I first of all, I can't find the information that confirms that where I read that. But second of all, like I'm like really like I haven't heard anything about it. like it just got rated by the ESRB. Mm-hmm. They haven't sent any press stuff out. Like you know, it's I just, mean, it getting rated means it's probably a decent way along. But like that's still probably at least six months. I would think. Yeah. Well, not so. well. At least it's just good to know that I am alive is still alive. 
Yeah, I'm alive. It's still alive. I guess, depending on what's what, what's left of the game now. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, it's it's I mean, interesting. It, it, at least they didn't like chump like make a big deal out of it and then just scrap all of it. They didn't pull Dude Nukem. <laughs> well, that, yeah, well, that's eleven years. Actually. That yeah, actually like eleven even, years later. That's not even right because most of the stuff made it into that game, and that was the problem. But uh, yeah, yeah so never mind. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we're gonna keep an eye on that. But for now, we're actually gonna move on to our next topic. Um, this topic is actually. Uh, it's it's from Develop Online. Um, the boss David Cage. He's a, he's a, he's the boss of uh, you know Quantic Dream, which you know mm-hmm. they made Heavy Rain. Uh, he talks a little bit about U.S. publishers. Um, actually, the name of the article is is called uh, "America has has a problem with my games." Um, so you know David Cage. You know he's French. He's a French creative director at this point. He says, uh, he's talking about some of the other games that he did. Um, some of you may know uh, Indigo Prophecy, which actually, something funny is going to come about, about Indigo Prophecy in a minute. But, but um, yeah, he says, you know, that the U.S. publishers, they view their market as being gun-loving rednecks. And they're completely wrong. That's what he says. Which, that's pretty true, because look at how they advertise Call of Duty. And even now, Battlefield, wow. Like, really? That Jay-Z commercial, Battlefield? totally like doesn't make sense yeah it's like the call of duty using eminem and crap all the time like it's that is pretty much what and even if it's not rednecks it's like it you know just a bunch of adolescent gun loving you know children even no matter how old we are like that that is the view so i like when he said like when i got to that part i'm like everything else he says is probably true (laughs) 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 Because, because that's true i mean like think of it however you want you know it's funny because we as gamers really now are so much better than like we were 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, maybe not that long, but you know, like back in gaming's infancy, like now, like everybody's older, everybody's smarter, like, you know, gamers are like in all sorts of places all over the world. You know, they're movie stars and actors and people in office and, you know, we're we're doing pretty good, <laughs> and yet we still market games like we're a bunch of seventeen year olds who are in love with the first Uzi they've ever seen, <laughs> and yes. like boobies. <laughs> yes, it's just so ri- it's so ridiculous, but it, it's tr- like that's how it is. That's how it's marketed, and the sad part is it works. <laughs> that's well, the- or even if it doesn't work, like it's. You know, like it, it's largely ignored, and like they, and therefore they think that it's fine. Exactly, like the games are gonna sell anyway, especially if it's a good game. I mean, marketing does not sell Call of Duty. You know what sold Call of Duty? Call of Duty One and Two sold Call of Duty Four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what sold yeah. Call of Duty Four. Then since that was such a huge success, especially on console, and so many people liked it, and it was such an awesome game. That's what sold Modern Warfare Two. That's yeah, what sold Black Ops. Exactly. Games. Yeah. I mean, like four. You know, that came out, and you know, people at first it was just another Call of Duty until it caught. You know, people caught wind of it online, and people started talking to their Xbox buddies and talking on four. Word of mouth. It wasn't a huge marketing campaign or blitz or anything. Like they didn't know what they had before it, that game came out. So, because you didn't see marketing from Modern Warfare like you say you see now. Exactly. For any of the exactly. any of the games since then. 
Yeah, you don't see Jeep making a specific Jeep for Modern Warfare. <laughs> right. Nobody knew what they had on their hands until it came out and it got big. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, you know what? A quick funny story about Modern Warfare 4. Um, before Call of Duty 2 came out, Infinity Ward actually wanted to make a Modern Warfare game instead of making Call of Duty 2. Oh, yeah, and they told and, them no. And Activision told them no. Activision forced them to make Call of Duty 2. Then they brought on Treyarch for Call of Duty 3 because they promised they promised Infinity Ward that you can make your modern game after you give us our blockbuster World War II shooter. So just think about that for a second. <laughs> and the funny and the really and the funny thing is the story doesn't even really stop there because they wanted to move on from Modern Warfare and do something new, and that's what precipitated the whole fallout with them. And you know, like Zempella and the and them leaving the studio, you know, leaving to make their own studio and stuff. Like they wanted like create a freedom to do something else that probably would have been ridiculous good for Activision, and they wouldn't let them do it. Yeah, so the story continues. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, back to this article, there's actually just more stuff in here. Like for example, he he brought up the fact that. He, I'll tell you, you know, for Indigo Prophecy was not originally called Indigo Prophecy. Actually, I think in other regions, and everywhere but U.S. So it's yeah, called it's called Fahrenheit. It's called Fahrenheit. And Atari, they, you know, he was asked twice to change the name, and he said he had huge arguments with Atari to change the name. Um, you know, he didn't want to change the name. Atari wanted to change the name, and they had the publishing rights for this game Fahrenheit, and they changed the name to Indigo Prophecy. And uh, he quotes. He said that it's a fucking stupid name. That was his quote. Yeah. And I, you know what? Did anybody, any of you guys play Indigo Prophecy? Oh, I yeah. Did. I liked Indigo Prophecy I, I a did. lot. It got a little weird by the end, but like. It was fun. It was a good game. That's why, like, that's why when I heard about Heavy Rain, I was like, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, st- I love Heavy Rain. I love Indigo Prophecy. I have never, like, those, I mean, those are only two Quantic, Quantic Dream games I've played. I haven't played anything prior to those, but those games were, like, really good. And I would love to see something else come out of Quantic Dream really soon. But the way they develop games, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's not the first time his, um, his, again, one of his games was changed. Um, because his first game called uh, The Nomad Soul was altered by uh, Eidos, or Eidos. How do you say that? Is it Eidos? Yeah, I think it's Eidos. Eidos. I, I never, I, even since Final Fantasy VII, I've been <laughs> wrestling with that. <laughs> but it's. Uh, you just never say the names out loud, really. <laughs> exactly. You read it, you know who never. they are. Yeah, you just never talk about the publisher sometimes. Is it Eidos? Yeah. It might be IDOS. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, does it matter? They made Final Fantasy VII. No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I kid, I kid. We're not going to get into that whole argument. <laughs> but, um, yeah, basically, I mean, like, the whole article was just talking about the hard times that he had, you know, as a developer with the publishers and the publishers doing their, I guess through the publishers' marketing and, you know, stuff like that, uh, basically doing what they want to do based off of what they thought would sell as opposed to listening to the developer who's making these great games though the game's not going to sell because of its name you know like that's a marketing department at work yeah and it's a marketing department at work that's all that's really what that is (laughs) because first of all like those games are not for mass market heavy rain um i haven't played the nomad soul but you know indigo prophecy definitely not for mass market People are buying those games. Like, I never hear the name of a game and be like, oh, I'm going to buy that game. You know what I'm saying? 
Enslaved. Oh, I'm gonna buy that game. <laughs> yeah, especially when you have the, you you need to know something about the game before like that automatically elicits a reaction of I'm gonna get that. Exactly. Especially when it's a new IP. Like I don't know why their brains thought like, oh, if they hear this certain name, like it's probably dumb shit. Like you know, the they you know tested it you know against a focus group or something to see like, oh, Fahrenheit or like Indigo Prophecy. Like what would what appeals to you more? And I'm sure that's pretty much how it came about because it's a new IP. Like, there's no precedent for like somebody hearing the name and that them knowing that they want it. It's not like you know Call of Duty is now. You know now people know what Call of Duty is, but before Call of Duty was just Call of Duty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. It's like they forget that they're selling sixty dollar products. Nobody's just walking around checking out the name of a game and then say, oh, it's picking up off the shelf. I buy. It's not like you're in the 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 value DVD section. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Uh, and then pick it up for uh, five bucks. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You, no. you pick it up, you look at the back, oh, I'll give it a shot, it's $5. Right. <laughs> even the most even the most basic gamer, even parents that don't play games at all and don't keep up with games and don't care when they're buying games for their kids, at least pick it up and look at the pictures and look at what's written on the back of the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I've never seen anybody pick up a name a game based on the name of it that's you know full price or even half price you know even if you're talking 30 bucks anything less than like ps2 bargain bin been out for 10 years like 199 game maybe somebody will pick up based on just a name but like i've never seen anybody pick up a normal game like in this generation or any generation really that's and just looked at the name and buy it exactly it doesn't happen and if they are you tell me where they're at i have some things i want to sell them (laughs) (laughs) I got some stuff for you got a bridge to sell you exactly have you heard of rock before (laughs) (laughs) uh, go rock (laughs) (laughs) this is a special rock I swear to god I bring fire (laughs) yeah so yeah so uh, it's kind of a shame because you know he says the solution to his problem was that you know he just had to keep on showing how successful he was with his yeah. games, you know. But I don't know, that just it kinda concerns me when it shows that disconnect between developer uh and publisher from time to time. Because you know you know what? A lot of these people who are who are especially in marketing departments, they have these marketing degrees and they may be excellent at marketing. But I mean like you, marketing a video game is not like marketing a movie, marketing a blender, marketing a vacuum cleaner. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it is a product, but it's for specific people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you it's for a specific the crowd market's base. kind of already decided in a way. Exactly. You know, even even among different types of games, like markets already decided. You don't market, you know, farm build to the same people that you market battlefield towards. Like yeah, it exactly. just the you know like they not to say that there's no crossover but in large part there isn't like gaming is like a, a place where your market's pretty much kind of already there like yeah. you don't have marketing is really just you know a way for somebody to to prove their usefulness to keep their job <laughs> at a certain after a certain point you know it's yeah it's like, like it's, a, it's such a disconnect <laughs> but uh it's such a disconnect I mean, between oh go ahead no, yeah, I mean, like, there is a huge disconnect, but, like, I do like the fact that Cage says, like, you know, at some point, like, you know, you, you basically just have to keep going, you know, you just have to keep 
you have to keep, you know, hitting against the wall and showing them that, you know, even though your stuff's not necessarily what they're used to, that you just got to keep banging on the wall and, you know, show them yeah. that it can be, it can work because yeah, he's I'm, like the, he's, he says, you know, they show the, you show it, come to a marketing department with something simple. Like, you know, here's a guy, gets some weapons. He goes through a nice stage of fire stage to, uh, you know, uh, air stage and he beats, then he beats this boss and they're like, okay, yeah, market, yeah, we could do that. And then he's like, you know, you, it literally says, when you come to them about a game uh, based on a story or a game based on child abduction, they think, my God. And that's it. You know, like, they don't, they don't know how to react to that. Like, how do you market that? You know, especially when it's supposed to be like, oh, something you play and something that you're supposed to kind of like enjoy and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's not, it's not the same thing as, Go in in that room and shoot the guy. I'll shoot the bad guy. They're probably like, you're supposed to enjoy a game about child abduction. What kind of monsters are you? Oh, yeah. Well, and that's and they're in there itself. Like that's probably kind of what happens when they. I'm sure when he went to them with Fahrenheit, they were like, "We don't know what the fuck you just said, but sure, we'll try and market it. But we're gonna need to change that name and <laughs> some other stuff about you know how we yeah. present it." Like, I'm sure. And, like, that's why when he said, like, you know, that, that you know, they, they see them as gun-loving rednecks, that I totally, totally see it. I yeah. absolutely do. But, if anything, Heavy Rain, like, since it sold, like, two million, they're saying it sold two million copies, that should say something, you think, right? I mean, that should be, like, some kind of glimmering hope. It's a glimmering hope, but I mean, like, even Indigo Prophecy did well. It didn't do, like, super well because, like, well, I mean, he thinks it's because, you know, they changed so much, so many things about, you know, how the game's presented to people, which I think has an effect. But I don't think that even even under normal circumstances that game would have been, like, a blockbuster seller like, like Heavy Rain was, you know? No. It, um, I mean, but the game was really good, and critically, it was it was great. But... You know, even heavy rain. I'm sure that he probably still had issues. Yeah, I probably. Probably. Because how do you how do you present that to the public when it's like you know it's you know I think they did a better job with heavy rain, no doubt, because you know it was the whole like what would you do like how far would you go to save somebody you love like that was a good tack for because it it matched up with the game well and yet yeah. it still created like kind of compelling marketing. That's fine, but I've, I'm sure there were still still things that they you know they had fights over about marketing. I wonder. I, I kind of wonder if the game even had a different name maybe when it started. I think at one point it did, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, called. originally oh. it was called X for Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember the very first trailer, it said audition. It had that woman, that CG woman. It was auditions for Heavy Rain, but that's yeah. I don't know, but. I'm sure that there were hiccups, but I mean, this. I just hope Heavy Rain that just showed marketing people we shouldn't be afraid of these games. We should market them the best we can. But You're a very hopeful person. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I am. Because like, they've been doing this for years, and they, exactly. that's the thing. Like, as long as people like, and the thing is, like, even if you just stop buying games, like that, because that's not going to happen anyway. Like, nothing is really going to change because, like, they see it as working. Even though, I mean, I guess maybe on some base level, it kind of does to some people, but. Not for most games. Like most video games, don't sell based on a marketing campaign alone. It can bring you attention to a game that otherwise wouldn't have gotten it, but it doesn't sell a game by itself. Sure, right. I'll agree with that. Yeah. So um, we're gonna move on to our next point, which is actually our last topic 
for today, which is a little funny. Um, I thought it, the name of the title. This is from Games Industry uh, Biz. Name of the title of this article, or the title of this article, was "Publishers See On Live as Second Only to Steam." So originally, I read that part, and I clicked on it. You know, and I was like, "Okay, let me check that out." And then it continues claims Perlman, which Steve Perlman is the CEO um, of, uh, you know, he's the CEO of OnLive. Yeah. So, okay, well, that title just totally lost all every bit of credibility. Well, not credibility, but Steam that I thought it was going to have. I thought somebody was going to show me some numbers or something like that, you know. Yeah, um, it's just a statement. Yeah, it's just a statement. Like the statement that he, you know, he made. Of course, you know that he. It's undeniable that Steam is the king of digital distribution at this point. In terms, oh yeah, of, yeah. But like you know, you know, oh yeah, we're we're definitely second to, to Steam. But you can't really claim that stuff. You got to have somebody else say that for you. You know, like EA or mm-hmm. Ubisoft. But anyway, at least he <laughs> says that, you know, that's what we're being told by publishers. But if yeah. that was the case, like why don't publishers come out and say that? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, why, like they're telling you that, but I'm like they're telling you that because the, they want you to feel good. Yeah, because you know what? <laughs> you know what? Well, that, they probably don't want to tick steam off. Like. Cuz Michael Jordan told me he, I'm the best basketball player he's ever seen. Yeah. I'm the kid preferred that in the Jordan camp. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. He says all I have to do is practice a little bit, and I'm gonna oh. be the new prodigy. So you know, it, exactly. That's what it kind of sounds yeah. like. But yeah. um, the article itself is actually it's it's not a bad article. It's just um, I just thought that part was funny with the title. Uh, but the you know he's he's talking about you know that how on live is picking up steam. You know, publishers have have you know they they've bought into it and they are you know working. I guess better with the online platform. Like they're they're really getting their games ready to work on the online platform. Um, the you know the, you online last week they launched in the UK, which was uh, pretty successful. I would I guess you could say it, it was successful. Um, they did receive criticism for their pricing structure, which I can understand why. Like you paying full price games for games that you can only stream, and like if you lose the service. You know they're gone, mm-hmm. but uh, you know so I can understand that. Uh, but apparently they're actually working on the pricing structure. Like it's not an, it's not a uh, uh, it's not a it's something that's just ignoring. You know, like oh well, that's just the price of it, and that's what you have to deal with. You know, See, go ahead. I think the online streaming is the future, but I just don't think we're there yet. I don't think we've hit the technology or the. I don't, and not just the technology, but I don't think the people, like the the gamers, a normal gamer's mind frame when it comes to this whole streaming thing is ready to make that leap. I mean, I still love my discs. Like, I want to have a hard copy right there in front of my face, you know? Right. But I, I do see where they're going with it and how this could be the future, but I just think they're jumping the gun. I think that it's more than just jumping the gun. I don't think that. Well, I think the publishers would like to get to that point, and you know, business people would like to get to the point where the cloud is like is gaming. But I don't think that consumers or any, gamers, really just consumers in general, are ever going to get to the point where they don't want to physically have something. As far as like the, you know, knowing that they have ownership of a game, because you know, until we get to the point where literally everything everywhere is always connected online all the time, like there's that there's that opportunity for you to not have access to something that you paid for you know 
downloadable distribution like Steam is one thing because that's on your computer or wherever mm-hmm. you can put that. That's yours. Yeah. You know, even if Steam disappears tomorrow, you know, you can play the game that you bought from Steam without Steam. You know, like it. But if a cloud, you know, like if that company goes away, if your connection is gone, or you have to like move and you lose your connection for a week or something until it gets reconnected or whatever the case may be, like you don't have that game anymore. Like I don't ever see people getting to that the point where they like care so little about ownership of something that like the cloud becomes it. Now, yeah. like I said, publishers and businessmen, they love the idea. <laughs> That's why they're pushing it. Like, right. I mean- it, that's you know like but but like the cloud and I think that that maybe to like the average gamer or like even you know people who just don't pay attention to like the 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 news about stuff like that you know see the cloud and online you know like di- like di- digital gaming is the same thing and they're not like they just they really aren't <laughs> like, yeah. I love it di- I love digital gaming I really can't I don't have any real love for the cloud it's good for certain things. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, when the thing about the cloud, though, um, well, you know, for me, as a, for somebody like me, um, I, I don't find value in it because I, if, as, as a PC gamer, I build pretty awesome PCs, you know what I'm saying, for myself. So my so I can play my games. But if you're somebody like, you know, you just don't have the money to buy a tricked out PC, and, you know, I mean, maybe not even a tricked out PC, like maybe you have a, $500 Dell machine. You know what I'm saying? You know, some POS. You just, like, you know, you can still, like, with Gaikai, like, you know, when I... You can still play, like, across the, the cloud, high-quality games, you know, with a piece-of-crap machine. You know what right, I'm saying? That's why, right, you know, is- that's why tablets and stuff are getting, you know, such a big thing. You know, as soon as you can sync up controllers and stuff to that... You know, I mean, they still trying to make it work as like, oh man, you can do it with just the tablet itself, which won't. But you know, when you get to the point where you know you can sync up a, a controller to a tablet, then that's enough for you to be able to download and play something that's wouldn't run on the ta- would would melt your tablet to a yeah. crisp. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, but it, the thing is, I think the biggest problem is pricing. Like, why am I paying full price? For a game that I'm streaming, like mm-hmm. I don't even think if you for cloud gaming, honestly, I don't even think you should be paying full price or paying for games individually. They should have like a Netflix style model. Like you pay like oh maybe I guess Netflix style model won't work because I guess is you know it's it definitely That's is more intense. It's yeah. more intensive. So uh, what I suggest is they do something like it's still a subscription based model. Like you pay a subscription and you get this many games, but if you like, then there are premium games that you pay like two dollars a month three dollars a month you know what i'm saying to to access because what all they're doing on those online servers especially as we move into the future they don't have a bunch of xboxes or ps3s hooked up you know and streaming that stuff those games are made for the on live system which are just servers so pretty much they just you know it's a licensing here's a thing, server right? for enslaved here's a server it's, for battlefield yeah, it's, it turns into a licensing thing. issue and a, uh, a resource issue where they just they need to of course they want to make more money but you know they need to make at least enough money to maintain the servers upgrade the servers handle capacity so if you already have all these people paying a subscription plus paying extra for premium stuff, you know, okay, then that, that's one that, that you know on the cheap, you know, that's that's cool because that, then that gives people the option. Like some games, like for example, if I if I had Enslaved, right, 
you know, I bought and saved those 60 bucks. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I think it was actually 50 bucks. But either way, so let's say it's like, what, 60 bucks. Um, if I have on live, the trade off is I pay for it, you know, pay for access to it for however long I want it. So let's say for me to go through the whole game, maybe not necessarily playing, uh, you know, every day, it takes me a month or two, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To go through the whole game, you know, that's the trade-off. Like you, as a player, you're saving money, but you don't get to keep the game. You know, right? Yeah, but and, that, you, and that makes sense. Go ahead. But, but then there's those games that I mean, and Sl- I'm not gonna knock in Slay, but in Slay's was really short. And then you have what did games. you just say? No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, you cannot tell me in Slay's was short. It was. I was just, okay. just busting your balls, um, dude. <laughs> but what about the games like? Oh, Oblivion that I'll eventually be paying for way more than I would have paid for because that game can go on for a long, 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 long time. And but it, see, that's part of the problem. It, it's, know, it's, it's part of the. It's like I mean, like yeah, if you're a player who really wants to take their time or whatever, okay, maybe you will pay more than the sixty bucks. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, with access to that game. But if you're like somebody who blows that game in a month, you only paid for it, like you know for the subscription to it for that one month. It's true. Yeah, that's the thing. But I see what you're saying. Like, some games are really long. But, I mean, that's kind of the trade-off. Like, you know, I can, if I beat it in this amount of time, I can save money. I can get less. Like, you know, even if, like, let's say you were to, you know, like, let's say Oblivion, like you were talking about. Let's say, let's say they took my idea and it was five extra dollars to play a premium game. You know what I'm saying? You'd have six months to beat the game, which means you'd only pay 30 bucks for it. You know, mm-hmm. you know how you know what you would have to do to get a thirty dollar trade in at GameStop. First uh, of all, you'd have to trade it in the same day. Yeah, <laughs> six months from that, for six months from the time the game is released, don't do not expect to get thirty dollars, twenty five dollars. But go ahead. But my thing against that would be like I'm. I hate trade ins, but like, oh, what was that? I had a point here. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I just brain farted. Um. That's nice. But then, but then you should just, <laughs> but you shouldn't just. If anything, that should mean you just don't go out and just buy random game that you should like. You know, if you're gonna really like it or not, like you shouldn't just rush out there and make a split decision on a game. You know. Well, I don't think anybody's doing that anyway. But we're, we're talking about like cost comparison. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. That's yeah. the thing. We're talking about cost comparison. Now, another thing that I just thought about that, like, I guess, will be an advantage of like a streaming service like that. And we're talking like it's really happening, but it's not. But it would be awesome because I think that would help more people get into more games or expand their genres that they're willing to try. Well, yeah, I would totally try a game for a month if I could only had to pay five dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Five dollars for it for that month, and then continue to play it. So. Well, that's why it's funny because he literally even says during the interview, like, you know, it's not the same as running like a, a streaming movie business. But it's funny, though, because like that is Netflix, you know, yeah. like I don't necessarily, you know, want to see a lot of the movies that I watch on Netflix. I don't want to go out and go buy them and, you know, pay $20, even 20 bucks for a DVD, you know, much less buying it on, buying a movie on Blu-ray. Like sometimes I just want to watch it once or I want to remind myself of like, you know, a movie I saw ages ago. Um, and, you know, that's one thing, you know, but like when you get to the point where, um, uh, <sighs> 
it is the same kind of, you know, like there's certain games that like you don't, you're paying for the convenience of being able to like watch something once, but you get more of like a, a wider, like a breadth of stuff that you can look at, you know, in a, in a Netflix thing and like on live and that sort of scenario that, that you mentioned is the same idea that like, you know, you're paying, you know, for like, you're paying a little bit more in the long term, but you get a wider variety of things to look at that you otherwise would, would never bother with, you know, like they wouldn't see any money from you, much less, you know, a little bit, you know, exactly. like, yeah. and, and in, that, in that respect, like it works. Um, my problem is that is, is the pricing thing, you know, like they're, they're saying that like, oh, publishers set the price, which I think is a little bit of bullshit behind that, or maybe a lot of it, but I, I don't think that publishers entirely set the price on online. I, that just doesn't strike me as quite right. But even if it is just the publisher setting the price online, like you already, like it, it, the rent's too damn high. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, it, it is like there's no reason, especially on a cloud, like digital. One thing, like you shouldn't even be paying full price at digital, like full retail price at digital. Right. And you definitely shouldn't be paying full retail price at, on the cloud because you never own it. Like it is, it, it's not even really a rental. Like you, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> but they give you, you access to it. Right, and like, and it's not even like you can physically determine like when you have you know access to that. Like, if you don't meet their certain set of criteria for when you can access it, like you can't, you know. And therefore, then like, even less so than like you know some games are now. Like that really isn't yours, and that's my problem with you know the cloud because not only you know. That's a, that's a major problem right now with the shift of digital in the cloud. Like anything that's not a, a disc-based game is that technically the prices should be going down because the prices are going down for the publishers, they're going down for well, not going down for developer necessarily, but they're going down for the publisher without having to deal with like a you know a retailer and storefront and the middleman drastically. And yeah, it goes down so much, and that should you the customer should be seeing at least some of those savings, and you don't. Already, you don't see that. You see Battlefield being released on, you know, Origin for sixty bucks. That shouldn't happen when it's just di- like when it's digital only. Exactly. Like, I can't tell you what the price should be. Like, you know, that's something that you need to sit down with the accountant with and figure out. But the problem with 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 digital first and the cloud even more so is that publishers are gonna they're businesses, so they're gonna like we're, we're saving a bunch of money on this. Like, we're saving. Half the cost right back in their pocket. They're going to take that money, and and you're never going to see any of those savings. And the cloud should be a money saving mechanism, kind of like what you mentioned. That there there should be different plans or a way that it's like a subscription where it's not you buying individual games. Because what are you buying? You're buying the, the right to play a game that you never ever actually get to determine when you can play them. You know, like you have to meet their criteria, and that's the problem with with the shift is that. We're never going to see those savings. So what's the point, yeah. really? Except for convenience to them, really? like because that's all it is. That's you're making it easier for them to take more money from you that they shouldn't be taking from you because their costs went down. You know, at least when it was re- you know, at least it was retail. You're getting something in your hands. They have to deal with the middleman. You understand what they cost is the way it is, and like. You know, it has stayed the same for a very long time in games, which means that really, technically, it's gone down. You consider inflation and all that stuff. But, like, you know, digital should be removing a, a, a huge chunk of that, that price that you pay now. 
and it doesn't. The clouds, the clouds, the same way, and, and it's even worse because you never, you never have anything for, that you have. You can't, you you can't take something on the cloud and put it on a USB and go out in the middle of the woods and sit down <laughs> with your your PS3 or something in a log cabin and go and play Uncharted or some crap. Like you need to be connected. You need to, you know, you need to meet their criteria. It just doesn't work. I, there's just too many problems with it. Yeah, I mean, well, we, besides even all that, and this is going to be my last point, we'll move on. Um, besides all that, besides the pricing, besides the networking, besides the hardware cost, the fact that uh, my, the example that I'm going to use is Netflix and the fact that they are losing stars in, uh, you know, was it February? I think they're losing stars. Yeah, it's next year. For, yeah, they're losing stars. Okay, so now there's content that I had before that I will no longer have. Well, who's to say that if on live and EA can't meet, can't come to an agreement, that EA is like, well, you lost the license. Continue to have their stuff on there. So, that is true. Exactly, too. and so even if I paid sixty bucks for it, like with the way the licensing works, like EA's not out. Like you know, like. Whatever you not, pulls it off. not obligated. No. They, exactly. You got that. You bought that through on live. You didn't buy that through EA on their cloud. You bought it through on live on theirs. And it's the same thing as you know if on live shuts down. Yep. You're out of those games. That's so well. Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot. There's a lot that needs to be worked out before I really buy into the whole cloud thing. Actually, one one last thing because that you just you you brought back a thought I had earlier. Because um, oh, your thought was good no. though, like I, that was oh, something you. I hadn't thought of. But <laughs> no, no, and it's it's quick though. Is that the uh, the cloud is basically a way to turn everything into free to play? Except it, it it's like a weird version of free to play where, like, to even access the game, you have to pay for it. Like. It's a free-to-play game, but, like, put to, like, the furthest, furthest extreme. You know, it's, you know, like, a free-to-play game where you can hit the start button for free, but anything else you have to pay for. It's it's just, like, a really, like, warped, out-of-control model, <laughs> like, that of that. Like, to me, I just, I don't like the cloud. <laughs> the cloud scares me. <laughs> okay, uh, it's going to be okay, Rob. I'm not going to let the cloud get you. <laughs> uh, not yet, but eventually. Okay, when lightning, <laughs> lightning will come down from the cloud and strike him, it'll be all right. No, yeah, so I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll see on live grow as all new things grow. But there will, I predict, there will be a wall before it gets really big because, like, some things do come too early. Like, I do think eventually streaming games will be it. That will be it. Like, we will be all streaming our games. But I don't, I think this is just too early right now. It's too many problems. Uh, with too many roadblocks, too many things that can happen. You know, too many reasons for them not to give, not for me to give them my money. I'm not, I'm, I'm not alone on that. That's true. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's gonna end our topics. Let's uh, let's move into our question of the week, which we got a whopping one response on. But it was a whopping <laughs> response. It was a whopping response. <laughs> it was a it was a well thought out response. It, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, so basically, you know, well, the question from last week was, do you think uh, things like DRM and season passes are acceptable methods for the publishers to protect themselves. So Admiral Mikey, uh, he replied, <laughs> season slash online passes, absolutely a good idea. They provide a little extra incentive for people to buy new as opposed to used without adding any cost or inconvenience to people already buying new copies of a game. So yes, I fully support that route. 
to entice people to buy new games over used. DRM, just a horrible idea, especially the always-on DRM. I don't mind play. I think you know playing mini PC. Uh, uh, I PC don't play games. mini PC. Oh, games. sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's late. That. that wasn't how that was written. <laughs> yeah, that, his 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 writing was well thought out. My brain is like is not. It's not working. Yeah, it's, it's zombie smash him quick. No. Hey, we just finished the podcast. It's late. I'm sorry. I've been timing shit. You know, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> I don't play many PC games, but I'm a console gamer whose internet goes down quite often thanks to Verizon's magical DSL technology, which always shuts down when it rains, which there are several people who... Well, there are a lot of people who have problems like that. Now, which is Verizon with Comcast or Roadrunner or whatever you're using. Comcast. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm playing Mass Effect 2, an offline game. I can imagine how frustrated I would be on a rainy night if, it kept, if I kept getting kicked out of my own game with no way to stop it. Plus, take two... Uh, play, <laughs> here we go again. Plus, take <laughs> people with laptops. I imagine they take their games on and go fa- on the go fairly often and may not always have an internet connection handy. I can put it any. I can't put it any better than how you put it yourself. The only it, Jesus Christ. The only, <laughs> yeah, I think next time I'm gonna. Read. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do that. It, I'm having a tough time here. So. He does so much work. He you know he introduces all the topics. He tells you yeah. about them. He just doesn't have anything left in the tank now. It's okay, guys. I'm sorry. He's done. Actually, there is a missing word here. I'm pretty sure he's supposed to say the only ones. He says the only who suffer. So, to suffer as can I get a vote that there's supposed to be a ones there? Yes, they're yes. the only ones who suffer. <laughs> okay, yes. thank you. You are right. He missed one word. <laughs> he missed you one. mangled a paragraph when he yes. said. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, so thank you. But, uh, hey, I, I willingly, you know, accepted my faults. I'm just saying. Give me one. Here we go. All right, so the only ones, and I put that in brackets in my head, who uh, suffer as a result of the arm of the legitimate customers, pirates are going to pirate. Uh, developers and publishers certainly do have the right to protect themselves and entice people to actually buy their product new instead of buying used or pirating. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Adding an extra benefit to buying a new copy is the right way. Inconveniencing and publishing your legitimate customers is the wrong way. So I agree. (laughs) I I, I can't put it any better than that. I agree, except for I have one slight little problem. And that's with Uh the... uh, the multiplayer online passes. Okay. Because you're taking out, a, which I guess it is good to protect your, a, that is like the ultimate thing that you could do to protect yourself from a used sale is to say, oh, we'll get a little bit of money out of our multiplayer this way or whatever. But it just seems, I don't know, it it seems kind of shady to take out, like like especially if your game is focused on multiplayer more than anything else. You know what I mean? But you know what? I, I agree with you because like on, just on a, on a level of just like the fact that you, you, the online pass kind of you know limits the game in a certain way, especially when it's something like you know a, a sports game or something where online is like the majority of the game. Um, like I agree because like on paper it sounds wrong, but the way that the the way that the, the industry is right now and the way that the secondhand market is right now, the way the GameStop has made it, like we went over this last week, but the way that they've done things. They, I, I don't see how they can't do it. I know. I, I yeah, say it's like, crappy, but like it's like one crappy thing to fight another crappy thing. Like they right. did something. It's just a way to counteract. It's just I hate that both sides are doing two really shitty things to each other. 
Yeah, but on, and on the other hand, you could, if you want to get like real technical, like the person who bought it used is not necessarily entitled to the online play. You could say that too. I mean, I don't necessarily, um, because like you know maybe it's just somebody who wants to know how it is. But if you can't access like an online or something for game, well, yeah, but, online, then you never find out. <laughs> but let's say I have Xbox Live. I'm already paying a subscription to play online through. That doesn't X- go to the publisher. Yep. I, I know it doesn't go to publisher, but it's still like that's just another extra fee that I'm having to pay to play an online game. But then you know the buy. The, the, but see, the thing is, like, you, I guess the thing is, like, you're a reasoning consumer. Then, like, you know better than to buy a pre-owned game for the purpose of playing it online, especially when you're already paying for a service for strictly to do that very well. You know, like, you know better than to buy a used game because it's $5 cheaper because it's not going to be worth it to you. You know, like, there's no point in you buying it for $5 cheaper. Right, exactly. So, yeah. So, I think that's the issue is that, like, the the idea that, like, you're stealing something from somebody, like, precludes the fact that they don't already have the idea that, or they don't have a choice between buying new and used. It's not like you walk into a store and they only have used games. You know, like, that doesn't really happen. Like, GameStop would like you to believe that. But, that's part of the problem, and that's why online passes like have become you know necessary. And I don't necessarily like them, but they are necessary. They are necessary. I just wish there were instead of online passes, it would just still be like better like season passes or like that gets you discounts off future DLC or DLC content exclusive to new. But it doesn't. I just don't want something that affects the main game. You know what you, I mean? Yeah, but then you're you're not. You're, it's kind of almost the same thing as DRM at that point because, like, say you only make DLC available. Like, say Call of Duty comes out and it has an online pass, or it doesn't have an online pass, but DLC is only available to people who bought it new. That doesn't necessarily, like, at a certain, after a certain point, that doesn't necessarily bother somebody who bought it used because, like, they have access to the full game, basically. Like, they just don't. They just have the option. They just don't have the option to pay extra for it anymore, like for other stuff. But the game, like it's one thing if like you cut parts of the game. You know, you only include one map and online or something for Call of Duty when you release it new, and then like the or your and like DLC is only available to new people, so used people get one map to play on. But then at the same, but then you're at the same point that you're at with an, on, an online pass, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're cutting stuff out of a game just to make it, and then and then at that point, DLC like that means that a new a person who did buy it new like has to pay extra money for that. Like, so like it's a problem. Like, there's no real way around that. Like, online pass like is the best way to deal with a crappy situation, even though it's not the best thing in and of itself. I guess. I mean, like we can disagree, but like that's just how I see it. Yeah, I I, I see it. I see how you see it, but I just. Uh, I guess we're just gonna have to agree to disagree in certain priority in certain ways. I guess. Well, I think you're looking at it from mainly from a, a consumer standpoint. I, and, I am. I'm and, not gonna, but, okay, keep. I'm sorry. That's cool. And like Rob is like looking at it from I guess because I can totally see from a consumer standpoint like it sucks that I have to pay. As you're saying, like I'm paying for Xbox Live and I have to pay an additional ten because I bought this you know new game. I bought this game used. But, you know, like, from a business perspective, like, it's not like the publisher is saying any of the Xbox Live money. And then, like, you know, Rob also made the point that, you know, if you know there's an online pass and you only get $5 off of this game, why are you buying the used game? 
It's true. That should be that's like a parent mistake right there. A parent yeah. will make that mistake. A gamer shouldn't make that mistake. So you should only, you only have for yourself to blame. Right. Not, not as you necessarily Mikey, but that person. Well, yeah. no, no, I agree. Yeah. Like the person that like doesn't buy the new copy when the used copy is like five dollars cheaper, and then they realize that there's an online. That's their stupid mistake. And, and the and thing is, like, you can still take that used game back and go get the new one. You know, once you realize that mistake, because you've lost nothing in like putting that game in your system. Like it's not the same thing as you buying a new game. Redeeming the online pass, putting it in your system, and realizing that like this game sucks—that's yeah. a totally different. That's a totally different enchilada that like has to be dealt with with games that are just terrible, and like that's why people buy used games in some cases. That's which, a different thing. Which, <laughs> which, which is what like a lot of people do. Like I even I've been known like okay, I'm iffy about this game. I think GameStop like they have a seven day use policy, or if you don't like it within seven days, you can return it and get your right. money back with the receipt. Sometimes I do that because like I'm iffy about it. I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. I'll buy. I'll buy it used, and then if I don't like it, I'm gonna return that seven days. But and see, there's this thing the cloud would be good for. You pay five bucks, and you get a 48 hour trial of a game, or maybe not a 48 hour trial because that's actually too much. But you know, you get a, a you pay five bucks, you get a five hour trial of the game. Or something like that, it, which is also maybe still too much too, but you know, with limited feature sets, something. But then you you can play a game and not be subject to you know uh, necessarily the penalty of like having to to get an online pass, um, but you still get to like play a game and experience like what it has to offer and decide if you want to play it. You know, like it's it's a demo that you can use the online or something in a limited capacity. Like that would be something the cloud would be good for. Like that would help the industry. Um, like. It, I, I I agree that you shouldn't be subject to, especially when you know all the research in the world doesn't turn up whether or not a game is really actually going to be good or not. You know, a demo doesn't come out for it to like let you try it, and like your only recourse is kind of like, well, I guess like I don't know if I want it, but I would like to see if I want it. Like, used is good for that, uh, you know, and it sucks that online pass takes away the ability to really determine it, but. At the same time, like how many people get to use game, take it home when they when they could play online, play the online, decide they like it. How many people go back to the store and return it to get a new game because it helps the industry? Nobody. I've never known anybody to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's yeah, you know, agree disagree, but I I just don't. I see it as like the only solution or kind of problem. And even as a consumer, I see it that way, you know, not even just from a business standpoint, because like as a consumer, like I want those companies to still be able to make games I like. That's true. And, and you know, if, if somebody's buying it, used and still able to access the entire game, they have, they never have any incentive to buy it new, you know, matter any, you know, there's people that will never buy a game new if they can avoid it, if they can get the same game, no matter how much they like the game. And those people don't help the industry. Like they're just as much as a, they're, they're basically a pirate at that point. You know, it's an extreme, it's an extreme example, but you know, like even from a consumer standpoint, like I want people that are willing to pay for the game new to pay for the game new because that means I get more games. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, oh, help us out. Help well, us out here. Yeah. I mean, it's being selfish in a way, but hey, you know. All right. Uh, well, thanks, Mikey, for answering. Uh, <laughs> even though you were the Lone Ranger on this one. Um, Let's see. What's well, your... Admiral Mikey? Admiral yeah. Mikey, not Mikey, Mikey, but Admiral. <laughs> not Mikey. me. I'm not. I don't come with that good of answers. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So let's see. What should be? Uh, what should be this week's question? I think it should involve the cloud in some respect because it's cl- been a. We already did. What do you think of the cloud, right? No. Didn't? No, didn't we? 
Yeah, you know what do you what do you think of the cloud? Oh, let's say, let's do this. What what would make you use cloud the cloud gaming? Yeah. What would pull you to cloud gaming? Just throw throw stuff out there, even if it's crazy. Yeah. Even if, even like just it, you know, like like Jared's idea for a subscription plan. Like if some throw whatever idea you have that like would make it attractive enough for you to actually say that you would adopt cloud gaming. Yeah, or even if they had to give you like a boat and a horse or something like that. <laughs> you know, somebody. You know, let us know what you think. What would do you? What would what would cause you to to go to cloud gaming? Chicken in every pot in a car in every garage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, let's see what we got next week. Getting closer to zero hour. More games coming out. Yeah, so next week, Dark Souls. And if you Woo! you play Dark Souls, I just be prepared to die a lot. Like I. I here here's a quick a very very quick story. I have heard a report from somebody who has like an advanced copy of the game that they didn't even make it through the d- tutorial. Really? That's how that's how hardcore Dark Souls is, which I entirely believe. <laughs> huh. Okay. So it is that um NBA 2K12 uh, rage! Finally, we can't wait for that. Uh, we actually have Nick. Uh, the reason he's not here is because he's reviewing Rage as we speak. At least he should be. If I find out he's watching Better baseball be. or something, yeah. he's gonna be in trouble. Goddamn uh, Phillies! Yeah. <laughs> um, the Darkness too. Uh, it says Twisted Metal for PS3, but it's not mm-hmm. supposed. To, yeah, I don't, yeah, think, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, even. Uh, what was the other one you said before? That? The darkness. The darkness. Get I don't even back? think darkness think, is. Yeah, darkness yeah that's got pushed back too. I thought. Okay. Yeah. Well, we need to talk to the person who does the calendar stuff now, don't we? Yeah, we got Dark Souls, Two uh, K Twelve, Rage, uh, Spider Man, Edge of Time. Those are all on the fourth. I thought Edge of Time was the eleventh. Uh oh. Unless that got changed too, but. No, you, you're probably right. It probably is the fourth. Which I'm like, oh, I just turned around and look at my copy of Spider-Man Shattered Dimension. Like, we've got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's one of the games in my backlog, unfortunately. Um, okay, so, yeah, that is what's coming out next week, so look out for that stuff. Um, There's uh, also Just Dance 3 on the 7th. Woo! Ooh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and motion okay. and motion explosion is also on the fourth. It's a connect game. I have no idea what it is. Did you so, say emotion explosion. Motion explosion. Oh, motion explosion. Kind of sounds like a porno, but that yeah, that sounds yeah. I got a motion explosion for you. So there's probably a connect <laughs> porn game in the states. Okay. Yeah, I thought for a second I thought you said emotion explosion. I'm like, I don't want anybody's emotions exploding over me. <laughs> that's not what I want to do. Yes, you can call them. Yeah, you keep that to yourself. You keep your emotions to yourself. <laughs> but um, yeah. All right, so that's gonna wrap it up for us today. Uh, we, yeah, to go through the normal. You know, you can catch us on uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash mash those buttons. Uh, Facebook.com/slash mash those buttons. Twitter.com/slash MTB site. Uh, we also. Oh yeah, if you if you're if you're angry. Don't like what we said. Talk to Rob Hill. He's the community manager. He is there to listen to your complaints and comments. I'm waving at you right now, but you can't see it. (laughs) He's there. He's waiting for your emails. Like, you know, as soon as we get off the match case, like, okay, guys, I'm going to go open my email program and just wait for the emails to flow in. Let the hate flow through you. (laughs) 
Yeah, I so. turn into a dark, you know, dark mass for the Sith. It's oh, it's crazy. God. Mm, he just absorbs it. You know, let me feel your hate. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, thanks for uh, for joining us, Mikey. Thanks for uh, filling in for Nick, who better not be playing baseball and better be playing Rage. <laughs> well, he doesn't play baseball. He, he watches baseball. He doesn't like he doesn't like playing sports games because you know uh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he likes hockey apparently though, but no, I guess not enough to do uh, NHL 12, eh? But uh yeah. But uh yeah, well like I said, thanks for listening. Um we will catch you guys next week, probably with Nick. So we will see what happens. <laughs> Alright guys, you have a good one. Later guys. Bye.